In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 303 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... I'm Joe from the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yeah you are buddy, what's up? Gomez, I thought we were really going to make it to a new episode without having uh, the world continually fall apart around us this week. What? Why would you think that? (laughs) Yeah. And we were so close. We were so close. And then the 4th of July came and, oh, everybody's thinking, oh, it's going to be such a good day. We're going to have fun and friends and all this stuff. And uh, then we got a couple of mass shootings and, uh, geez, like the world can't give us a week just to get back to normal and do our stupid podcast, can it? Bro, how else are you going to celebrate America without a mass shooting? I mean, come on. It's like, it hey, goes it really, hand to hand at this point. It feels that way now, doesn't it? Like, like come on. Oh, yeah, it doesn't end, bro. What do you think? You think you were going to get a week off? Silly, silly boy. Like, at this point, why does it, like, can, can we ever leave our house? Uh, no. I mean, anytime you leave your house, you should uh, keep your head on a swivel. You it's are a terrible you way are to in live. danger. It's a terrible way to live, but uh, yeah, you got to make sure there's no uh, funny stuff, right? See something, say something. I mean, what can you see when someone's sitting in the rafters like Sting? Well, that's Just... different. Yes, that's that's different. But, you know, you go to the supermarket, you're not safe at the supermarket. People just go in the supermarket. So it's just. No, uh... they, they go to the supermarket. They start pelting you with cans of Chef Boy RD. Imagine. I want someone just to go there and just start some some fun hijinks, some fun shenanigans at the supermarket. Evil shenanigans. Evil shenanigans. You know, just knock over a display. Throw some <laughs> cans at people. Have some fun. Oh. Jeez. Oh, uh, but, yeah, uh, other than that, <laughs> I guess everything's going pretty good. I mean, you know, yeah. Listen. Where this one? This was in uh, Chicago, Illinois, yeah, right outside of Chicago. Crazy. Well, listen, it's not going to stop because uh, nobody does anything to stop it. So I mean, literally, all we could do is just sit here and go, "Boy, that sucks, huh?" That's uh, woo. It really feels that way, right? Like you sit what there, you get upset about it, you say this is horrible, and then we just go to work the next day because that's what we have to do. It's nothing else to do. We complain, right? We we yell on the Twitter. We we complain on the Facebook. But it was a matter. It does nothing. It just these people don't care about nothing. You become very numb to it because, like, how many times are we going to go through the same song and dance with these situations 
where you say, oh, my God, that's horrible. You know, every time it's in a school and you say, oh, my God, these poor, innocent kids, you know, this one, just people hanging out, going to a parade, a local parade and just six people dead. Another, I think it was 15 or 16 injured. And we sit there and say, oh, it's terrible. It's horrible. And then uh, then we just go back to what we were doing, because what other choice do we have? It sounds bad, right? It sounds bad to be like that, but I mean, uh, there's only so much we could do here. We, we, what are we supposed to do? I honestly don't have an answer for that because the only other option is sit there and just dwell on it and then refuse to live the rest of your life, right? Like I said, you know, what, what are we going to do? Live, yeah, like sit inside for the, you know, forever. Like what? What are our options here? You got to run for office, Joe. You got to become a man of the people. Could you imagine the shit that would get dug up if I ran for office? But it, what does it matter? It doesn't matter anymore. Honestly, what could they dig up that would be, oh, my goodness. It's, it's another Tuesday, bro. These things. Our president got in trouble for things that you might have gotten. In, I don't know what you're up to, but, you know. I mean, you you know me pretty well. I mean, if anyone's gonna know the the shit that'll come up, it's it's you. But like, I I mean, yeah, you're right though. Like the stuff that's come out with with some of the you know with some of these people in the past, my stuff is probably uh, it's normal. A, you you get into yeah. normal hijinks. Like you ain't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it could be some crazy bodies somewhere. But for the most part, I, I mean, don't go on Pornhub. You know, it's it's shenanigans, just not evil shenanigans. Shenanigans. Hey, Farva, what's that restaurant you like with the mozzarella sticks and the goofy shit on the wall? The shenanigans, right? You talking about shenanigans? Uh... (laughs) Oh, that's the best that movie. Um, So, yeah, another another week with uh, some more uh, horrible stuff. But we're uh, we're going to put on our game faces as well. as is the constant here, and we're going to give you some fun and hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And uh, Gomez, I think since we're talking about 4th of July weekend, we have to start. Pixar has a fucking problem now, don't they? <laughs> we talked about it. We said, well, I guess the, we'll find out once Minions comes out to see if it's a Pixar problem or maybe families weren't going to the movies. Well, families are going to the fucking movies we saw this weekend. They're running to the movies, bro. <laughs> running. A new record set for 4th of July weekend release. $125 million opening for Minions. Crazy. I saw, I believe, just on Friday, it made almost $50 million, which yep. is, isn't that what Buzz Lightyear made, right? It was about like that total first now. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's just insane. We went to the movies this week. And uh, my movie theater was packed. I was out of 10.50 showing, and I walked in, you know, because I'm always, I walk in, grab my shit, run. No, there was a line, and it was just all kids. And I said, oh, fucking Minions came out today. Same for me. I I went Sunday to go see the movie we're going to be talking about today. Um, Thankfully, that wasn't Minions. Thankfully. Because my theater was very, very busy. Now it is a holiday weekend, but it, sure, like you said, still, it was all ten, ten families, o'clock. kids, young people, all there to see Minions. And I was there for an opening show for Elvis. But yeah, Minions, Minions, and more Minions. Now, 
See, now, we obviously, we say, you know, Pixar has a problem, but are we underestimating that just people just love these fucking minions? We haven't had minions in a while, bro. Yeah. I Maybe maybe we are. I, and the thing is, maybe there is a, some Disney Pixar bias that we have because they've sure. given us so much goodness over the years that we kind of hold that to a different expectation. Maybe we give it too much credit. Like, even know. when we talk about our favorite Pixar movies... There's a lot of there's a lot of so-so in there. You know, Pixar really doesn't give us many stinkers, but there's no. a lot of stuff that is ah, it's all right. It's fine. You know, but maybe because the bangers are so good that we give Pixar maybe a little bit more credit than they deserve. Sure, but I mean, I think that's everybody. I mean, when when you talk about Pixar, I think it's held up to this this standard. I think that's most people like, oh, it's a Pixar movie? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, they see that little logo pop up and they know they're in for solid shit. I think they're known for making real solid films. Well, on paper, Buzz Lightyear looking like the drizzling shits more than solid shits. Crazy. I believe uh had like a cinema score of an A-, minus, which sounds great. But apparently, it's not good because only three Pixar movies have had an A minus, and one of them was Cars Three. Which so, sucks. so people are not loving this movie. Uh, I don't know what Pixar has coming up. Yeah, I don't know what's next for them. I should have double checked because I want to wonder what kind of what kind of movies coming up next. Obviously, they have something lined up. Is it like a, a family thing? Is it a a sad thing, a happy thing, like what kind of thing we're getting here? Well, think about what we've had now. Like let's 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 turn back the clock a little bit. So the last one before this was Turning Red, yes, and then we had uh, Soul, yes, and what was the other one that was released straight to Disney Plus? Luca, Luca. None of those movies exactly lit up the popular culture w- world. Turning Red did to a certain extent because people. Have problems. Uh, yeah, had a lot of problems <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. And and quite frankly, I don't think it was all that... I just don't think it was a great movie. Um, sure. Lu- Luca, you know, once again, just fine. Uh, Soul, I actually enjoyed. I think Soul I was a really it. good movie. I haven't seen it. Because of the subject matter, I'm like, ah, I'm not in the mood to watch a movie about death and uh, your purpose in life and all that shit. But, you know but it's, I mean? a, it's, it's a happy death. Sure, I get you know, it. It's it takes death and puts a smile on it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should. I mean, that sounds crazy. A smile on death. What are we doing here? This guy, he falls down a thing, doesn't he? Right, like he accidentally dies. Yeah, he like falls down like an open uh, manhole or something. I mean, is is it? Are we supposed to laugh at that? Because when I watch Bugs no, 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 Bunny and that happens, you, you, you laugh at the afterwards when they when you know they turn that frown upside down. I don't know. That's a a classic comedy cartoon trope. I see a dude falling down a manhole cover. I'm cracking up. Years of Bugs Bunny have taught me this is comedy gold. <laughs> All those years of seeing Beavis get kicked in the nads. I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up, bro. Uh, it's, you know, then I'm supposed to be sad about it. You know, that's why I've never seen Coco. I have not seen Coco because, uh, you know, I don't really want to watch that. I love it. That's that's one I of know, those it's movies. It's supposed to be great. It's 
I really have a soft spot for cocoa. Every time I go to Epcot, if you uh, and I, you've never been to Epcot, correct? I don't think so. No. So when you walk into Epcot, you have the option of kind of when you walk in, in you could go left or right. Everyone, if you do, if you do, if you go right, you're doing it wrong. You always oh. go left first because you want to start in Mexico and and drink some margaritas. Sounds uh, great. But um, in, in the the Mexico Pavilion, they have like a cocoa display, and they got little Miguel and like this whole thing, and it just man it just warms my my black heart. <laughs> warms my black heart. I see you. You put picture last time you saw Mister Coco when you were over there. It's cute. Yeah, because they had the statue of uh, of Miguel playing uh, Dela Cruz's old guitar mm-hmm. for the fiftieth anniversary. For the 50th anniversary of Disney World, they put all these statues all around uh, Disney and Epcot, Magic Kingdom and Epcot for, uh, you know, like some of the bigger characters. They're in like these bronze statues. That's pretty cool, though. I like that. So it's like they also become like um, like spot the statue. It becomes like something to do. Like a game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I always love that. They always do stuff like that. Like, oh, and and some of them are just completely out in the open where you can't miss them. Sure. But then there's one like Abu from Aladdin is kind of up. You got to kind of know where he is oh, to find he's him. Like he's a monkey. I get it. He's doing monkey things. So even when I was there with with Swaggle and his son Landon, I was like, because uh, Landon was trying to get pictures of all of them. So awesome. I was like, okay, look up. Look up. You're not looking up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so then he see, he's like, how did you know that was there? How often do you come here? I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm being a lot, my man. <laughs> I, I come enough. Well, how much if you get season tickets to something, how much is too much? Like you you getting your money's worth. If you're getting a season pass, well, I'll you tell you, I mean? I'll tell you how much mine costs. So I have what's called the Increda Pass, and that mm-hmm. is basically like the, the top of the line Disney pass. Do whatever you want. You kind of if you you kind of need to have because it has no blackout dates. Okay, and that's good. Yeah. So whenever like I want to be able to go to the park when I can go to the park. Yeah. Now you still need to make a reservation and I don't think that system's going away anytime soon. Okay. You know, it's not like you could just show up and walk in. So sure. I still need to make a reservation in advance. But for that, I paid I think 1300 bucks. Now that's good for a full year and I could go to any of the four parks, no blackout dates. That doesn't mean I get access to the special events like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Yeah, sure. Or I stuff get like that. that. Like that's a separate bonus ticket, which I will be doing next month. Uh, by the way, I'm excited for that. But when you think that a rent, like if you were going right now, one park, one day ticket would like cost you over, right? over $100 per person for yeah. one park. I'm sure. So I paid 1300 bucks. If I use it, 10 times or so, I'm making my money back and I get free parking and I get discounts. And you free know, parking I can use is it. big. Free parking, but park is 25 bucks. Free parking, that's a big thing, right there. That's pretty good. So, yeah, it's it's expensive, but you know, Disney's expensive. And I'll tell you Disney's why. Expensive. I'll be, yeah, well, all these things are. Uh, Universal's yes. expensive now. When I first bought my Universal uh, annual pass, Oh, and I've gosh. had that now for seven years or so, seven or eight years. Mm. Um, I, I want to say it was under 300 bucks for the full Crazy. year. 
and now it's gone up a little but because i just keep renewing it it's you know it hasn't like gone i'm not paying the full value as yeah you get the discount yeah so i mean i pay maybe now even for that i pay maybe like 350 bucks for a year so i go Mm -hmm. twice i feel like i got my money's worth out of that yeah that's usually like when you go to six flags or hershey the season pass is always like uh Double the ticket, double and a half. So you go twice, and you pretty much you feel like you're you're good there. You know, so it, Disney's an expensive venture, though. But I'm excited. Next month, I have a big Disney vacation planned, so I'm excited about that. I can't Gonna wait. Be, uh, four, four or five or six days straight of Disney, all the different parks. Scratch a lot of Disney, bro. It's a lot of Disney, but I got some people. We're going. We got plans. Gonna be eating at some of the cool places, you know. I'm not setting up these schedules because you know me; like I just kind of show up. <laughs> tell me where, tell me where to be, what time, and that's I'll be exactly there. it. So I have I have a friend who's very uh, like into making intricate out. details. Sure, you know, making yeah. sure they get to eat at the places they want to eat at, making sure they get. I so get I it. said, yeah, I I'm I'm it. in. Just let me know; I'll show up. Hundred percent. If you, when someone wants to do that, be like, all right, do your thing. What's up? You gonna go through yeah. all the work to find all? All right, let's go. And there are people who are way better at this stuff than me. Yeah. Like you want you want a toy that's gonna be a pre-sale going. I'll be I'll be up and waiting at the computer to get my fucking pre-orders in. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. You need help with that. I'm I'm your guy. But you want to make plans for Disney restaurants or where you want just. You go ahead, take care of that, and just tell me how much I owe you. I make loose plans. Like, uh, if we got plans to go somewhere, I'm always Googling, trying to see what's good to eat. And then there's a couple choices, and then wherever we land, we land. It's never like, oh, we must go here. It's like, oh, there's a spot here, here, and here. And whatever we're doing, we can uh, plan accordingly then. I never forget, we were in, we did the Major Pod live show in Oshkosh last year, last April. Yeah. And, the day after we, me, Brian Myers, and Mark Sterling took a drive to Milwaukee, which is about an hour away. Yeah. And we were going to the Brewers game. And this nice. is COVID time. And I've been to the Brewers stadium a couple times now. It's not called Miller Park anymore. I forget what it's got like some really horrible oh, corporate ooh. name. It's like a, a first family field or something, something yeah. like that. Um, but before the game, we were, you know, we got to get some breakfast in us or something. And I just, we pull up like the restaurants on like the maps, like, okay, nearest restaurants. And Mark looks at me. He goes, if you were here by yourself, where would you eat? And I looked at like the nearest by restaurants. I go, this place right here. And it was like a pit barbecue type thing. Love it. And we ended up going there and getting like some uh, chorizo burritos. and stuff. It was banging. Absolutely banging. So stuff like that. You know, no, no plans, but we're able to, to make some good out of it. The name of the field is the American Family Field. Yes. Terrible. I mean, I'm sure it means something, but my goodness, that is just. Well, even now, like uh, Miami is not, it's not Marlins Park anymore. It's um, Lone Depot Lone Field, Depot, I think. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's terrible. I get it, but it's just, you know, why can't we call it the name? Why can't it be, you know, Joe Robbie or. You know, Lone Depot's Joe Robbie Stadium, something because like that. Joe Robbie's not paying twenty million dollars a year in naming rights. But like the name, who the, of the fuck field, did he ever beat? 
No, I understand. But if it's called the name of the place, the name of the place, like, you know, Shea Stadium is Shea Stadium, you know, presented by whatever, something <laughs> like that. Well, I think Oakland has, uh, I think it's like the uh, Oco Coliseum, but it's like Ricky Henderson Field at the like, Oco yeah, Coliseum like, or something. That's what I want. Like, I get it. It's a sponsorship. But it's, you know, the charm of having, you know, Comiskey Park, Wrigley Field. Oh, that's not Comiskey Park anymore. That's, I uh, know, but that's what I mean. That's That's been terrible names. Yeah. That's been I like so Ameritrade, many they're, they're all these things. Yeah. At least with the Mets, you know, and this is obviously biased because you and I are both Mets fans, but City Field kind of works. It sounds like if you don't know that it's City Bank, it just works as... You know, they're from New York City, City Field. It works. It does. Yeah. I don't know what it'll you know, be called in 10 years. We'll see. I think they actually re-upped that deal. Oh, okay. Because I want to say it was a 20-year deal at first. 20 years for $20 million a year. $400 million deal. And I want to say they already worked out an extension. I just... Why, why are you spending that money as a corporation? What is that $20 million... For what city field? Who gives this shit that this I, is where you know? I wonder about that all the time. It's because... Met Stadium, bro. I'm going to the Mets place. Like I'm going to the Mets doing? game. Oh, yeah. Like that's it. I'm going to City Field, presented by Citibank. What are we doing? I would love to know. Like there has to be some kind of analytic, you know, measurement that I guess the brand recognition. I get obviously something. You know, it's, you know? it's obviously that, but like what. Do you really get your value back out no, of like can't $20 imagine. million dollars a year? Like all of a sudden, you know what? I had such a good time at this Mets game. Let me open a checking account. That's something like I get like Coca-Cola wanted to be the exclusive drink, you know, Budweiser only shit like that. But what are we doing? City Field, Home Depot Park. Oh, I got to go to Home Depot later. Oh, I just remember the American Family Field. <laughs> I, I, what is that? Fucking insurance? I guess it's insurance. I didn't even bother to look. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, come on. I've always, it's so silly. Uh, well, thank you everyone for listening. Welcome to the Car Jomez podcast, episode 303, Gomez, like one of our favorite bands of 2008. Holla, 303, baby. Uh, remember to follow us on all the social media at car jomez remember to subscribe to this podcast leave a five-star review wherever it is that you download this and if you do screenshot that review tweet it to us at car jomez and you could possibly win an autographed eight by ten from the two of us sounds like a good deal all you gotta do five minutes of your time not even not even bro less you ain't got to write no in- intricate review. Fucking two lines. It good. That's it. That's right. You can write it good. <laughs> That's it, bro. <laughs> We're uh, We have 48 reviews on iTunes the last time I checked. Nice. Maybe we should, do, uh, we should do something special for uh, 50. Ooh. We got something we can give away for 50. I'm sure we could figure something out. Yeah. Get, it, get You know what? Get us to 50 and not only... Can you win that signed Car Jomez 8x10? But I'll send you one of my new Captain Shoes 8x10s. Oh, those are good. Love that laser one. And speaking of Captain Shoes, Gomez, if you are listening to this on Thursday when it releases, tonight I will be hosting my debut episode on the Major Pod Network of the Captain's Log. And you got to be either a hard foundation 
or ultimate tier Patreon member to listen to this show live. You can join the show live. It's like a Zoom call, Gomez. Oh, and that's all, very cool. the, all the major marks who are signed up to the Patreon will come in and they will be able to ask my guest their questions, whatever's on their mind. And my guest for the opening episode is going to be Smart Mark Sterling. Mm. Are you going to get the question from them or is that they're going to actually be able to ask the question themselves? They can ask the question themselves. So it's it's a Zoom call. They can you just kind of unmute them or whatever. I can bring them in on video if they want to do that. Awesome. I can that's... unmute them. Wow. They can ask in the chat. That's great. Okay, that's awesome. So so in the shows, like I like I've said before, it's not about me. I'm just kind of here directing traffic, you're moderating. You, you know, yeah, you're the moderator, keeping it on track. I got you. So that'll be a lot of fun. Really excited for this. I uh, hope it goes well. Also. I'm going to be on Pro Wrestling Tees. I just got Ooh. approved. You know, they said your, your your wrestling career is that of legends, and we'd love to have you at Pro <laughs> Wrestling Tees. So be on the lookout for some, some new shirts, some Captain Shoes T-shirts that are being worked on as we speak. Oh, how many how many designs are you trying to put on there? What, what, what is your goal there? Like, what do you think? Perfect World, I have uh, about 112. 112, that's a good number. I like that. I good. feel like people a lot of options. yeah you want to give them options but you for the completest i also want them to have a nice collection oh the collection <laughs> like there, there's <laughs> one of our one of our listeners joey hudson is a major mark i've i've met him a couple times through uh live shows and the, the major pod he is like a wrestling t-shirt like guru like he's Damn. like owns like a thousand wrestling t-shirts love it and he you know, like that's like his deal. Like he just collects wrestling T-shirts, and he's got like some fucking wild collection. So if I put out 112, I would think Joey Hudson, guy like that, needs 112 Captain Shoes T-shirts. I get it. I was At just gonna full say. Price. Could you imagine <laughs> trying to get every Danhausen T-shirt? There's got to be 700 Danhausen T-shirts My on God. his website, and they've they and they've all sold a million. <laughs> it's crazy. 112. All right, good. I can't wait Dan, to see what kind Dan of Danhausen is like. What it, what he's done is so impressive to me. Sure. I am so impressed by Danhausen and like what he's created yeah. and how he's kept up with all his stuff. Like, and if you watch like his, do you like watch his YouTube stuff? I do. I don't watch it all the time, but I'll, if I remember, I'll be like, oh, let me watch. But like, it's intentionally. Not polished, you know what I mean? Yes, and yeah. like that's that's the gimmick, and so it, like it's almost easier on him, but yet it's like endearing to the viewer, like yes, because he's like this demon or whatever who's like part <laughs> Mr. Burns, part alien, whatever, and he like he's able to get away with kind of doing this stuff on the cheap, like when he does that good night housing with Dan Housen. It's yeah. just like a, a curtain that's like stapled yeah. to the back wall, like falling down. Piece like of paper. <laughs> and it, it just works. Everything works. And yet, like, you can't help but, like, want to see more of it. It's great. Yeah. Even him on Cameo. Like, I remember seeing something that he had done, like, over a thousand Cameos. And I remember there was a time where, like, I would just buy Dan Housen Cameos for, like, you guys. Like, just for my friends. Be like, oh. For fun. Yeah. Because yeah. it was, like... 20 bucks for a Dan Housen cameo. I think it's triple that now. I'm sure it is. Most of these people have to uh, like turn off their cameos after a while, try to catch up. 
turn yeah. it back on. Like it's crazy. He had so many to... people. I'm like, wait, I kn- I know this guy was here. It's like, oh, he turned it off for a little. He bit. had to like he was getting so many requests that he's like, I got to raise the prices because I can't keep yeah. up with all of them. Crazy. Cameo slow down. You don't hear about it much no more. That was like the hot thing during pandemic time. It yeah, was like the quick way to like to do I, something. A lot, a lot of birthday gifts out of cameo. Cameo is great. It's a great it, idea. I love it. it. Re- you know the actor, uh, Shooter McGavin. Was it Christopher McDonald? Is his name? I don't remember his name, but I love me some Shooter McGavin. <laughs> he has two separate cameo accounts. Love it. One is as himself, Christopher McDonald. But then, if you want a Shooter McGavin one, you order from a different account where you order from Shooter McGavin. That's good. Smart. That's good. I wonder how many regular ones he gets. <laughs> like the Shooter McGavin one has to dwarf like the I Christopher McDonald. It's got to be twenty five to one at least. Like he's Come one on. of those guys that when you see him pop up in a in a movie yeah. or a show, he's like a you're like, guy. oh, I know him. But you always say, oh fuck, that's Shooter McGavin. No, he's Shooter McGavin though. He's in lots of stuff, but every time you see him, you go, oh look, Shooter McGavin's doing something. <laughs> exactly. I love it. And he does commercials that shoot him at Gavin nowadays. It's great. He's really leaned into it. I love it. So good. Bang, bang. Fucking shoot him Gavin. Shoot him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Gomez, we watched some stuff this week. I don't know what you want to start with. I Actually, you know what? I, what? I'd like to start with something. Yeah, if it, go ahead. If you don't mind. Sure. Because what you got, we got baby? the finale of Stranger Things came out last oh, Friday. Oh, you did it? You watched both episodes? I watched both episodes. Oh, okay. I heard I heard it was awesome. I heard if you didn't like the season, I understand. But these last two episodes were just like right to it, crazy, boom, boom, boom. Do you agree? Is that a fair assessment? <sighs> oh, no. That's not what that doesn't sound. <laughs> there is. I, I'm trying to pick my words carefully because I do not want to shit on this. Okay. It doesn't deserve me shitting on it. You know what I mean? Sure. At the same time, for two episodes, it's fucking four hours of time. Yes, Yes, it's very long. And if that was going to be the case, you could have made it four fucking episodes. I did I not it. need two feature length movies. I get it. They don't. I just think they know it don't matter, because you're gonna watch four episodes or you're gonna watch one six hour episode. It don't matter. I uh, listen. There's a lot of good in here, and they they tied up a lot of. Oh, they brought together a lot. You know, so good. it's not like they they left you hanging on on a lot of open ends. The way they ended this season for the first time actually kind of was like a, a like a not great ending. Like it wasn't okay. you didn't get the happy ending this time. Oh, that's good because now it's set to lead into season five, yeah. which is like. But the way they do it is kind of like, oh fuck, wow, okay, they're really doing this. Yeah, I saw an article that says that it's gonna pick up season five like gets right to it he said there's no there's no downtime or nothing like it's gonna start no it has to pick boom. up exactly where it left off because now you're in a like a bad place okay. um now we previously i had previously told you that the stuff with hopper and russia sucked it continues to suck in this it's just a horrible horrible like b plot it's Ugh. just really bad that's and like 
that's the that's the shit that sucks out of it. The stuff with the kids kind of comes around and comes together, but once again, it became exactly what I said it was, and it was like you're sitting there watching the whole season, kind of just waiting for Eleven to come and get like the hot tag, of course, and come in. So without, I mean, I mean, I could give away spoilers at this point because. That was last week already. Everybody's already done with this show. On to the next thing. What's next? So if you if you really care, Eleven does kind of make the hot comeback. But we don't know. I mean, we, not that we don't know. We, we got to see more how stuff plays out to see finality in some situations. But she kind of doesn't make it in time. Sure. Okay. So... There is like this, oh my God, did did was she there? Did was she able to do enough? Because now uh there there were a couple of deaths, but now there's one that we don't know if it's an official death. At the very least, this person is seriously fucked up uh going into next season, which which is sad because you know, some of these characters we th- th- this show has a way of taking a new character and getting you into this character and then killing them off. So yes. The last time we spoke about Eddie, who was the character yeah. based on the West Memphis Three, <clears throat> he has like this badass scene in the Upside I heard, Down. I heard he's doing Metallica, bro. He's I heard playing Master of Puppets to yeah. try to draw these evil bats. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> like, like I said, there's a lot. Like you watch it and you're like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool. Um, they they up the like this season is dark. This Good. season That's is cool. dark. It's got a, a lot of horror factors to it. I just the length of these episodes because like, you know, like at some point you want to take a piss, you want to walk away, you want and I understand you have, you can sit there and hit the pause button or you can go back to it later. But for me, that's not the same. If, if I wanted to watch a movie, I'd watch a movie. You're in the moment. I get it. Yeah. I don't like to get up and pee and stuff. I'm watching a movie. I want to watch it two hours straight until it's done until the credits roll. Uh, so I, I think this is the best season, at least the best season since season one, obviously. Oh, okay. All right. That's good, though. We... Because it ends very strong. Okay. Yeah. That's right here. I had a strong ending. That's a and good I, thing. I, I, the, the rest of the season, part one, volume one, whatever they're calling it, it was fine. I, I don't know. A, a lot of ways I wasn't feeling it because it just felt very one note to me. So, oh, we're going to. Fuck up everyone. Everyone's going to be a loser. Everyone's going to be down. We're just waiting for 11, waiting for 11, waiting for 11. Well, once we fucking get there, the fucking business picks up, as Jim Ross would say. It's like fucking Stone Cold coming down the ramp. It's like, fucking thank you. It's about fucking time, Stone Cold. (laughs) I love it. Took you long enough, bro. Let's go. (laughs) Like, we just invested 41 hours of fucking watch time into this thing. It's about time 11 got here. (laughs) But, yeah, so I... Stranger Things, I'd say it's a strong finish, leaves you with a good taste in your mouth. And now I want to see, now I'm like, okay, fucking give me season five. And it's season five is the final season. So let's see. All right. It's the final season until they say, you know, it'd be good. Well, they said that there's, there's a spinoff coming. Has to be. There's so no, there's, there has there's to be. already a spinoff coming. They say it's different though. I don't. They haven't talked about what it is or anything, but they're saying don't expect it's not going to be the kids or something like that. It's going to be a different kind of idea. So I don't know. Maybe they follow more of the. They give a Murray a show, you know, something like that, or 
the the scientist, maybe it's a scientist or something in the, the warehouse or whatever the fuck they're in. Warehouse, the laboratory. All right. So yeah, Stranger Things, let us know what you think. Um obviously everything I've seen is people fawning over it. Yes. Do do I think it deserves that? No, I don't. I really I really don't think it deserves all the love that it is getting. Um in a lot of ways, it's it's not good storytelling. Just be you know it covers up a lot of its mistakes because of the strength of the last hour of this season. But that shouldn't erase the fact that for a lot of it, it was just filler. I started to say, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that filler thing. Cause that's the thing that's uh, kept me from watching it is the length of it. And uh, hearing filler, I don't like that, bro. I'm not going to lie. But that's what it is. Everything's long. Today, uh, James Cameron was talking shit about people because uh, his new avatar is going to be three hours, and he's complaining about the people complaining, going, don't complain, bro. You guys watch six hours of TV every day. You be binging. You could watch my three-hour movie. Hush up. I, I love that, though. He's ain't, he ain't wrong. I mean, it better be fucking good, though, for three hours. Yes, that's the thing. It's like, right, I'm going to sit here for three hours, bro, but you better bring it. Especially you got, you know, number three coming out already and four and five. is like, you know, you're making us do this. Like, this is your thing. This is what you've been working on for the past 20 years. Whatever nonsense. So, like, James Cameron, I love you. You've given us a lot of joy. I'm going to roll with you with this. But, I mean. Is that 15 years now? Avatar? Avatar is 2009, I believe. And so then he was working on it for a couple years before that. Well, so even then, this is taking up a lot of his life here. Yeah, because that was the thing was like even back then he was saying, he was, "Oh, I he got was, plans I, for this." You know, yes, he's had this thing from the start. He said he had four or five. They said something that he was gonna maybe let someone else direct four and five, which I can't imagine. He's gonna let anyone touch his baby. Get out of here, little ugly uh, blue so, baby. So there's my there's my Stranger Things review. Yeah. Just very fucking long, but leaves you at least satisfied in the moment with what you got. Mm. All right. Before we get into some movies, uh, we watched Miss Marvel, right? You watched season, uh, season. You watched episode four? Yes, I did. Good. Uh, I was with it. I was worried that when she went uh, over to Pakistan, it would be... Uh, like uh, just too much superhero stuff, but it was still that same family charm, just a little different, you know, a different dynamic. But it was still the same kind of show that was, that made me happy. There's two episodes left. We'll see about that. But uh, so far, still, still riding with it, still loving every minute of it. Yeah, she's just a really good character, and this actress has done just a really good job of drawing you in. So, like I said. I care. She makes me care. I want to see more with her. So I'm just into it. I, the fight scene in this episode was a little dragged out from my taste, like the, the run through the city. Sure. It was cool, you know, though, but, but, I... but, you know, it was it was cool. Um, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, I'm still with it. No, no, no big changes on, Do you... on either end for me. Do you think... Uh... We're going to get Ant-Man in the show. There's a lot of Ant-Man pop up in this show. They talk about him. She yeah. went over there. There was a mural there for him. 
There's a lot of Ant-Man in this show. You think we're going to get something at the end here? Maybe a little cameo to end? In the same way the first episode of Obi-Wan made me say, we better get some fucking Darth Vader. This show makes me go, okay, let's go. Bring me my fucking Ant-Man because unlike the rest of the internet, I fucking love Ant-Man. Ant-Man's the best. I would love maybe it ends with like uh, she's a guest on his podcast. It doesn't have to be this crazy thing. I just need something. You keep bringing up Ant Man podcast. Yes, in the Scott, universe. Scott Lang has a podcast. He brought it up at uh, in one of the early episodes. That's his thing. Scott Lang has a <laughs> podcast. I love it. I love the idea of Ant Man telling stories. <laughs> I would listen to that. That'd be I would pretty too. fucking good. So, so Ant Man could have a podcast, but the fucking Falcon still couldn't get a small business. Uh, uh, <laughs> listen, hey, his podcast is sponsored by MeUndies. What can you do? It's not his fault. He's got sponsorship, <laughs> you know. Fucking Manscaped to sh- to shave even the tiniest of nuts. <laughs> oh man, that's that'll be a good podcast. All right, so we're still in. It's two episodes left. I feel uh, this will be another story-driven episode, and I guess that last episode will be that big action fight scene that they always you know, like and, to and do. And we say this, like, we're, we're still in. Like, where are we really going? You know what I mean? Like these Yeah, but I could be annoyed about it. Like, six uh, fucking episodes. Like, where are we really going? Who are we kidding? Like, we're going to fucking stop watching this shit. It's six episodes. It's also like 30 minutes. So it's like you're watching two hours of something. Yeah. It's like two or two or some change. Like, it's it's quick. Yeah, like that. I I can fit in a half hour, even with my busy schedule. Do you think these shows need to be a little more uniform? If you're gonna be forty minutes, be forty minutes. Don't give me that twenty-eight minute. Then give me the forty-five minute. What do you think about that? No, um, I think that's one of the the actual blessings of the streaming thing. Actually, is the fact that all right, if you have enough material for an episode. This episode could stretch out a you know couple extra minutes, give it an extra ten minutes. It doesn't have to be like Monday Night Raw, where like all of a sudden you're expecting the run over for you know eight minutes or whatever, and really there's no reason for it. But yet now they feel like they have to give it to you every week. It's that little ratings boost. You get a little extra ratings boost, bro. You get to count that uh, audience for the next show. That's angry that they got to watch these sweaty men. What are we doing here? Yeah. (laughs) So. Meanwhile, all the people who tuned in for fucking um, The Weakest Link are fucking flipping out. I would be too, bro. Get this shit out of here. It's always something stupid. dramatic. Could you imagine you don't like wrestling and you turn on Raw and it's the last five minutes of an overrun. So it's got to be something so dramatic usually because it's got to hook you for next week. So you're like, what the fuck? Is this man being hung? Is this man being crucified right now? (laughs) (laughs) why why are these two guys singing margaritaville in the middle of the ring (laughs) like what is going on i could only imagine the people's reaction to the weird ass wrestling shit that we watch (laughs) goodness gracious all right miss marvel we need a new show bro like we uh this will be done in two weeks no stranger things no miss marvel i already know what i'm gonna be starting what are you watching so we talked about this a few weeks back. A lot of people got into my messages, said, no, oh, you need shit. to start watching this now. So I'm going to be starting the boys. Yeah. 
Good. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, I was going to bring up something you should watch. I think you can watch your boys, get into it. You're going to love it. When you're done with that, I think the next thing you should tackle is the Harley Quinn animated series. I believe it's on HBO Max now. It's a Comedy Central show. Like people watch Comedy Central, but it's on HBO Max now. Uh, It's fantastic. Season three is coming out, I think, at the end of the month. And uh, I'll be watching it. And I think you should be watching it because I think you're going to be loving it. I think I could check that out. That seems agreeable. Yeah. It's got the best Bane. If you thought you loved Bane before, wait till you get Harley Quinn Bane. It's going to be even better, bro. Is it the same voice? Yeah, she does this voice, brother. It oh, is. It's like an Prepare for the reckoning. Oh, what are we doing at this party, Carly Quinn? It's like just talking like that. It is fantastic. There's a bit with Batman. Oh, it's just so good. So good. So you should definitely watch it. And uh, yeah. All right. Watch the boys. Watch that. Oh, I'm excited. Talk about the boys. I can't wait to get your reaction. Just yeah. the first episode. You're going to be like, what the fuck, bro? And I'm going to be like, yeah, this show's gangster. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. I don't think you hear that song. I don't I was, know if that's I, a good I, thing. Isn't that the theme thing. song? I don't, you know, don't they have a theme song? Why wouldn't it be the theme song? Like, imagine, like, like all of a sudden, like, you, you get, like, the commercial for your local news. And then it goes, the boys are back in town. Then we run the credits. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to run that by Amazon and uh, we'll get it done. I've heard people weigh in recently uh, that they were hesitant to watch the boys because they weren't a fan of the comics. And that uh, upon watching the show, that this is a show that takes the source material and really elevates it. I've never read the comics. It's been something people talk about, but it was never like, oh, you got to read the boys. It was like, oh, there's this comic. It's kind of crazy. But uh, that's interesting. It makes me, does make me want to read the comic to be like, oh, it's so much better. Like, what are they doing in this comic? You want to read the comics or have somebody read them to you? No, no. For comics, I read the comics. I read another book. I consumed another book, Joe. You consumed the book. Okay. I consumed the book because I don't want to hear your mouth. So I consumed this book. It was, uh, what was it called? Blood, Sweat, and Chrome. It was about the making of Mad Max Fury Road. Good shit. That's interesting. It was a really fucking good book because this dude was trying to make this movie for 20 years. And uh, it's some crazy shit. The things they did, like so much practical effects, the things they built, living in the desert for eight months, it's just wild, wild, wild stuff. And uh, it shows it's one of the best movies of the this century, one of the best action movies ever. Mad Max Fury Road is this shit. And if you're into it, check out this book. I forget the name of the guy, Kyle something, but Blood, Sweat, and Chrome. My goodness. This week I'm gonna. I was thinking I'm gonna read a book. What was this book about? No effects. I think I was gonna the band. Oh, they have they have an autobiography that's supposed to be really good, and the audio book is read by all four members of the band. They really? take turns telling stories and stuff like that. That's gotta and, be horrible listening to like their voices rotate. <laughs> so, it's gonna be interesting. Oh, uh, they did that for the. Uh, 
they do that for a lot of books. Uh, the Young Book book is uh, it, they alternate chapters, like they tell different different ones are telling different stories. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to tell a, to read a book, to write a book, I should say. So that's gonna be next week. Uh, I think you'll be into that if you ever have time to read a book. I think that would be something you are. That would be a book all, I'm very interested in. So all the one reviews, of my, one of my yeah. favorite bands, obviously. Yeah, the reviews are pretty good. So I'll, I'll send you the name later. And uh, what else did I do this week? I watched one movie besides the main movie. I watched the uh, the Hulu big movie of the week, The Princess, starring Joey King. We know her from uh, Kissing Booth and uh, one of those. What is it? The, I don't, uh, so I don't think we know her then. <laughs> well, no, but uh, <laughs> people of my ilk, we know her from one of those uh, Insidious, The Conjuring, one of those okay, fucking yeah, movies. Yeah, she's one of those people. She's one of the little girls in there, and uh, <clears throat> she's been doing stuff. I, I don't know if this is her first kind of adult movie, like... Uh, I don't know if she's done a lot of dramas. You know, she's done teeny mm-hmm. bopper shit, but uh, this is a drama, but it's action based. So it's a very, it's gory. It could be more gory. I think they could have amped up some of the stuff here. It's about a princess who was locked in the top of a tower, like princesses are, right? They get locked as, on as the a tower. princesses want to do, yes. You know, so this is against her will. She's been trapped in there, so now she is trying to get down from the tower to save the people in the the kingdom, the village, and uh, she's got to kill a lot of people to do it. So a lot is, of people. This is an interesting take because all the princesses I know usually need to be saved themselves, and are always in a different tower. They're never in the tower never. I go to to rescue them. Never. That's why I was interested in the movie. I think it's a great idea for a movie. It's like a reverse raid here where you're trying to instead of getting to the top, you're getting to the bottom. And uh, it's pretty good. I would give it a three, three and a half maybe. I think it has potential though. It has potential. Could have been, could have been like some hot shit. I think there's a little too much lull in the action sometimes. See, like hearing you describe it makes me think of that like, TNA wrestling reverse battle royal <laughs> where they got to fight sure. to get in the ring. <laughs> yes, they brought it back this year. <laughs> oh, why wouldn't they? I I had some. I was gonna show one for Smith, my wrestling marathon. I just couldn't squeeze it in, especially because they're not good. And I'm not trying to make everyone mad for 30 minutes. What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I try to limit the TNA on there. I think rightfully so. So, yeah, The Princess on Hulu. Check it out. I think it's a good time. It's an hour and 34 minutes, so it's wonderful. Chef's Kiss, in and out. That's an appropriate runtime, I think. Yes. In another world, I could see this movie being like a a one-take, hyper, over-the-top action movie. I don't think that would work. I think it needs to be somewhere in the middle of where it lands in there. But I still think most people watch this and have a great time. Hmm. I, 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 uh... I'm kind of interested in that. I don't know that I would check it out. It wouldn't be on the top of my list. Yeah, I did I check out it. a movie this week, a movie I had kind of had on the back burner for some time on HBO Max, Fantastic Ooh. Beasts, All The Secrets number... of Dumbledore. So that's number three. Yes. Okay, I haven't watched that one yet. Um, Kind of hard to follow. I would recommend watching part two before this. 
because I feel like it's been very long since part two. And when a lot of stuff is going on, they're making all these references and callbacks. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I have no idea what's happening right now. So the first Fantastic Beast, I enjoyed enough, like the idea of it. Like, oh, okay. The second one is just horseshit, I feel. It is. It's horrible. Just way too much going on. Shit that we don't give a fuck about, trying to make us care about. Too much shit going on. So when you tell me number three is like that and they're referencing, like, I would I'd be lost too because I can't tell you what happened in that second fucking movie. I just like, know, like, I really hated Johnny Depp. I just know Johnny Depp shows up. Ezra Miller is like this creepy guy. Oh, is he's he still the creepy guy. guy. Like, is he good? Is he bad? What is he doing? Who is he? What's the thing? Like, I remember that. That's about it. I really don't remember anything else. <laughs> well, and that's kind of where, like I said, it feels like a very long time since part two came out. So even when they bring back the guy Kowalski, you know the the muggle who's yeah 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 this his like, friend and I'm just I'm just like holy shit like yeah that's right it's this guy like yes that guy who was popular for a little bit is it uh, I wanted was he uh, fucking Gaston's little fat friend no he's not Josh no, Gad it, not Josh Gad okay yeah that's who I was thinking of he's, but either, he's not yeah. <laughs> But either way, like I'm just like, oh yeah, like he's the guy, and I was I had yes. to be reminded of it. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I remember people complained, right? Because they weren't really in the people who were in the first one weren't really in the second one. Like it was kind of this whole different thing, if I'm remembering. Something Again, like that, I don't yeah. remember. But yeah, like you said, the first one, I thought I never really felt like I needed more Harry Potter world movies. Like no. I was very happy with that kind of being shut off. But then I saw Fantastic Beasts, the first one, and I'm like, oh, man, this was so awesome. Like, yeah, I love being be back in, the in that world. Yeah. yeah, Seeing the creatures. It's cool. Like, it's cool. And then I guess I guess I just shut it off after part two because I have not ever felt like I needed that back again. And then watching this, I was like, you know what? It's like two and a half hours, so it's a commitment. And it was just... I don't like I'm not going to go back and rewatch the last one because I know I hated it. I feel like the first one is enjoyable because it's this idea of this guy, right? Newt Scamander, whatever yes, his name that's is. That's actually his name. <laughs> right? So like like oh cool, right? He wrote this book, we're learning about him. And then it the second one's not really about him. Like he's there but it's it's kind of about the bigger picture. It's about Dumbledore. And, and that's what this is, too. This you is know? more about Dumbledore and Grindelwald, yes. who is like Dumbledore's love interest, yet nemesis all at the same time. You know, and that kind of is referenced in the original Harry Potter series. Yes. But now they're using this as kind of the vehicle to tell that story. Yeah. And that's and not... it loses a lot of the, the cuteness and what made the first one so endearing because it yeah. was about you know newt getting into these adventures yeah. with these animals and like the kind of weird looking things that like you've read about yes. from the harry potter books and now you're being able to see them like like exist yeah it's, it's not the movies not the franchise we were promised from the start because if they told me oh this is a dumbledore origin story i'd be like eh I'm going to pass, I think. Like, I, I would have never, I would have been like, eh, I don't need it. You know? I don't know. I think there's a lot of meat on that bone. 
But I think just trying to hide it behind the guise of Fantastic Beasts is not necessarily the right. I I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You could probably do like the Dumbledore story in just a singular movie. So if you're trying to keep that franchise build going, I, I guess I understand why you have to do it this way. But then, like, I don't know, just do a, a standalone Dumbledore movie. The uh, the Hunger Games just did this. They uh, put out a book, I think, last year, which was a prequel, like going back 100 years. Because it's like, why not? There's all these Hunger Games. Why don't we tell a different story of the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. you know? Like, towards the beginning, I think uh, the main character is uh, Snow, the big bad guy in the, like, okay. the president. Uh, so it's about him and now they're making it a movie and they're trying to turn it into this new thing because you know why not hey let's make Hunger Games money but I don't just because you can make a prequel I don't know I don't think everything it doesn't work that way just because you can tell me another Hunger Games story because you know there's not, 100 not years of it not everything needs it not you know, everything but then again if, if they do a good job with it I course. mean yeah great but this is like what we say about Star Wars. Like, yes, there's a whole universe happening in Star Wars when we only know like one little piece of it. You could tell Star Wars stories forever. That doesn't necessarily mean you should. Yes. I think if you hear that they're trying to do a prequel to tell you something, your first thought should be like, oh, that's good. Like, yeah, with these properties, I'm like, okay. I guess I'm there for the ride, but it's not like, yeah, oh, I need to know how that 15th Hunger Game went. I need to know how uh, Dumbledore fell in love. I don't need that. Hmm. Well, look at you. I would never watch that movie. uh, (laughs) I've decided there's no point. Well, you you know what happened was I was trying to turn on Peacock to watch the bad guys because I wanted to see my get my dose of talking animals. And the app froze on me. So I had to like reset my TV and I said, fuck this. I just turned on HBO Max instead. And Fantastic Beasts were there. And I was like, well, that's a a good runner up to talking animals. At least I get some animals. Did you? Did get some animals. Just okay. As long as you got I some. just ended up not being happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does pop up. HBO was pushing it hard. Hey, watch this. Please watch this. Yeah. No, HBO. I will not. <laughs> All right. So we watched some movies this week. Well, we watched one movie together. We yes, went we to did. the movies. Oh, the, the number, what was it? Dropped to, like, was it number four in movie in America? This box office is crazy. Let me, I have the box office. So we, and, and we obviously Minions number one this week. Big time. Big time. Big time. Number two. Number two, Top Gun Maverick again. It's Top insane. Gun, Top Gun Maverick. I want to say 33 million. This 25.9. I guess okay. this just the weekend. That's not counting the holiday. So it might be what you're okay. saying with the holiday added on. That's probably what I was saying. Because I saw Minions at 125. Yes, actually. Because look, I'm looking at it here. Yes, it is. Because uh, it's 107. And then Minions made about another 17 on Monday. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Okay. So you're looking at the four-day total. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick made about thirty-two million. Crazy, just insane. Because now we're we're a hundred weeks later. <laughs> so he's been out forever. Crazy. Now th- this is a weird question. Does the success of this movie all of a sudden make Miles Teller like a go-to guy in Hollywood again? 
I don't know. I think this is all Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise gets every bit of everything. If the movie was bad, it's Tom Cruise. If the movie was good, it's just this is Tom Cruise, baby. I mean, I I agree with you, but and also this movie was made a hundred years ago, so it's been sitting on a shelf for fucking years waiting to come out, and everyone's kind of moved past the Miles Teller thing. But like, he is there. He is there. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't really, uh, I honestly don't hear his name pop up unless it's something negative lately. So I can't yeah. even tell you what he's got going. I'll look real fast, but, uh, but yes, but so we went to the movies, we saw a movie that won last week and has already, uh, dropped off. We watched the Elvis biopic. Yeah, baby. Elvis. So are you an Elvis fan coming into this? I don't think of you as an Elvis guy. So, yeah. So, here's, so there's two things to talk about. Is uh, We got to talk about Elvis and we got to talk about the director for this movie. Yes. So, so we can start with Elvis. So when it comes to Elvis, um, do I like Elvis? I will say I like Elvis. I don't love Elvis, but I like Elvis because I grew up listening to Elvis. My mom listened to, you know, CBS FM, the Golden Oldies. She listened to Elvis shit like that. Uh, my wife, her stepdad is I a, completely forgot I, about this. is a huge Elvis fan. I have to take some pictures next time I go over there. He has a huge Elvis collection. Like, no shit. He's got plates. He's got Elvis foam, toys. You name it. He's got an Elvis collection. So I've been with and my wife. And he does Elvis cosplay. Yes, he all dresses all the time. He dresses up as Elvis. It's a thing when we have parties. We get a couple of drinks in him. We tell him come out and do Alvis. His name is Al, so he comes out and does some Alvis. <laughs> you know, it's a great time. <laughs> so Elvis has been around. You know, he's a part of my life. You know, whether I, I like it or not. At your wedding, both him and I were a little bit liquored up. Of course. And I had gone outside to smoke. And he was out there just getting some air. And I was like, yo, you coming out with, did you bring the suit with you? And he just started laughing. He's like, no, no, no suit today. I was so disappointed. He doesn't do that. He gets embarrassed because he gets, he does it all. He does the whole show. So he gets tired. He's like, it's too much. It's too much. (laughs) So Elvis is, you know, Elvis is a part of my life. So I don't mind me some Elvis. You like some Elvis? I like Elvis a lot. Like I'm, I don't want to say I'm like an Elvis super fan like or anything like that, but I very much enjoy Elvis. And I think more than anything, I enjoy the showmanship aspect of Elvis. Yeah. Obviously, Elvis was dead before you and I were even born. Yes. But he's this, he's almost like this cartoon character, right? Like this larger than life, larger than life. caricature yes. of like what a performer, an entertainer is. Like the the legend, the myth of Elvis is so much bigger. Like I can't 100%. imagine being alive in the time of Elvis and you know seeing a live show or like dealing with the hoopla. You know, same thing with Beatlemania. Like it's it's very hard to mentally put myself in that space and be able to appreciate it in that moment. So for me, Elvis is kind of like this this mythological character in a lot of ways. So after the movie, we came home and we talked to Nana, who's in her 80s, and she was around for Elvis. And she remembers 
watching that Ed Sullivan performance with him doing his thing. And she was like, she never saw anything like it. Like she talks about it, like how these people talk about it in the movie. See, and, and that's what I mean. So it's so hard crazy. to put yourself in that space. If you didn't know it was real, you would think it's the fakest shit you ever saw where he's first performing and these girls are starting to lose their minds. But we've seen video. This is real. This really happened, you know? And it's just like, this is crazy. It's so hard to like picture that being a real thing though. Like, People freaking out, they, oh, indecency, in you know, oh, we're gonna ban him. Like, and it's like, my, like, my man is just dancing. Like, I don't dancing. <laughs> just dancing, like, he's just feeling it. Like, that's the vibe, you know, like, like a Negro, though. You know, that's the problem. It's just, it's so that's what I mean when I say it's hard to put yourself in that space to, to appreciate him. It's not even so much the art, you know, that I, I appreciate with Elvis because, like, it's not like he wrote all his own songs or no. anything like that. I mean, if 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 correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone will. He barely wrote any of his his own songs. Yes, that's true. So it's not like he was this incredible artist. He was just this larger than life performer who found this way to package this this whole aura and give off this presence. And and that's I mean, that's what I appreciate more than anything else. So I was. I was excited for this movie on a certain level. I don't want to say I was like so totally hyped for it, but it was definitely something I was interested in and wanted to see. So I was hyped for the movie because of the director, Baz Luhrmann. Hasn't made a lot of movies, but when he makes a movie, he makes a movie. Now, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of his movies. Well, I know you've seen one of his movies for sure. Uh, You've seen Romeo and Juliet, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio from when we were in high school. Oh, right? yeah. I was like, I, I want to say that was, that was, like that was the thing. It was like 96. Yeah. That was the shit. So he made Dude, that what movie. What a soundtrack. He made that movie. He made Moulin Rouge. Have you seen that one? Yes. Great movie. Great musical. Love yes, it. Yes, I enjoyed that. That was good. Good. He did The Great Gatsby, the recent didn't, one. Didn't see that. That was good. So if he's very stylistic, like he's a guy who has big ideas, he likes his movies to be bright, loud in your face. So this movie starts up, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I could imagine half the people who see this movie must hate this movie the second it starts. There is so much going yes. on. This director does so much shit within the first five minutes. You've seen fucking 30 different techniques and cuts in this fucking movie and i'm just sitting there going i'm a fan but this is a lot going on right now okay and i'm glad you said that because my biggest takeaway from this movie was that it's all over the place it is he so so elvis had a long life lots of things you know interesting stuff happening we skimmed through most of that stuff he's very you know, give you a little bit, give you a little bit. And for the most part, we settle in on Vegas Elvis is like the main. It's the and main isn't thing that a weird movie. choice? Like I found just the, the storytelling and just as you said, it's give you a little bit, give you a little bit, give you a little bit. They seem almost like a collection of short stories it's rather like my, than quick, a cohesive storyline. Quick little boom, boom, boom. It's and weird. It, I feel like we get no explanation how we've moved on from 
you know, it's basically like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, you know, up until we get to Vegas, all of us, but there's no explanation. There's no arc. There's no overarching story line being developed here. It's just like, here's a, a quick series of events. Then you get a music montage, which I will say the musical pieces that they have chosen to um, bridge the gaps from scene to scene are fucking awesome great like the music in this movie and obviously it's a lot of elvis music but it's not just just your basic elvis songs there are elvis songs mixed with a lot of music um of the time and the yes. era you know the style yeah and even modern music at one point i want to say it felt like there was a some kind of mix with a britney spears song i was like it felt like it was mixed with toxic at one point i'm just going it's his style Yes. I was like, am I hearing this right? Like, it could be me. Like, maybe I'm making that up in my head just because I, I want there to be some Elvis <laughs> Britney Spears mashup. But, you know, it's just like that kind of that was great. But overall, like, what a like this is not going to go down as Baz Luhrmann's best film. So he does that where it's just quick, quick, quick. Baz Luhrmann is a big Elvis guy. So you watch this movie. And uh, Elvis never did nothing wrong in his life. If you watch this movie, well, Elvis did not one wrong thing ever. So you have to understand what kind of movie you watch it. You, I think, within the first five minutes, you understand yes. when you see Tom Hanks in his cartoonish accent. And, and what an <laughs> odd choice to have so Tom weird. Hanks kind of be the narrator, like narrator. when it's convenient. Yes. It's yes, it is. It's very, it's a weird way of telling this story. Just everything about the telling of the story is very weird. I, but I enjoyed it because it's interesting. He's telling interesting stuff. And uh, the performances, other than Tom Hanks, who's distracting at times yes. because it's so very, weird, very, very, with the accent and the big fucking nose and everything. I get it. Prostate. But he's in a different movie. But everyone else is bringing it. This dude who played Elvis is amazing. Austin Butler, and I'm on the same page as you. He was incredible. If he doesn't work, this movie is horse shit. But he is fucking Elvis. Because you're telling a larger-than-life story. You need to make sure someone can fucking bring it. And this is my thing. Like, you say Baz Luhrmann's a big Elvis guy. And I almost felt like he had so much about Elvis he wanted to say that he didn't know how to say it. I get you know, that, like, yeah. When you're a big enough fan about something, you want you, someone to feel say everything. The, because you want that per, you want the person watching this to feel the same way about the subject matter that you do. It is. And he you get so crossed view. up because you're trying to get it all out that you almost lose your sense of direction. And that's, to me, what this movie suffers from. Am I entertained by it? Yes. Yes, it's was, very entertaining. Am I still glad I saw the movie? Yes. Is this going to be on my top of the year list? No, it will not be. I agree. It's great. I think it's great. You're sitting there. It's a little long, but you're telling this man's whole life story. So I get that it's going to be two and it, a half hours. It's so weird you know. to think that like, with everything we know about Elvis, which is like passed down through the annals of time at this point you know i wonder if that matters too how much you know about elvis going in like if you're you know nothing if you know because your parents listen so you know you watch the biography one time because like some of these things are things that you you've heard about you've known about yes and it's just it's one of these things where like 
if you don't know Elvis, you still know Elvis. Like, you don't have to be the biggest Elvis fan to have heard of Elvis or know about Fat Elvis or, you know, know about just anything about Elvis. You know the suits, the, you know, it's iconic, the pink Cadillac. Like, there's stuff about Elvis that even if you know nothing about Elvis, you still know Elvis. And it's just how do you – the man died at, what, 42 years old? Like, how do you fit – like, there's so much in that Elvis life. And – Everything kind of gets lost. And like you said, Elvis never did anything wrong. And it's just like everything is kind of just so glossed over in this movie that you never really get a sense of how big Elvis really was in the time. At least I didn't watching this movie. No, I get that because you we go from him being an unknown to always oh, really famous. Oh, he's in the army now. It's yeah. like it's like it's like, oh. Is that what was he famous for a couple months and then he went to the like it just like feels it makes like it seem like that it just feels like he meets Tom Hanks and then within 15 minutes he's the biggest star on the planet, but you don't really know if he's the biggest star on the planet because he just seems to be hanging out at home. <laughs> uh I haven't listened to the soundtrack yet. Cause I know uh he does a couple songs, Elvis dude here. He does mm-hmm. a couple Elvis songs, and there's a couple of uh, covers from you know contemporary artists, so I'm interested because uh you mentioned the Britney Spears thing. I believe it because that's what he's known for. He's known for mixing you know older styles with the new style. Uh, there was some stuff in this movie. I was glad that they at least touched upon the influence of black music and culture on Elvis. Like they have him hanging out with BB King and and other black performers of the time down in Memphis. So they touch on it. They don't really give it the full treatment it probably deserves, but at least it was touched upon. Obviously, Elvis um, meeting Priscilla, no mention is made of her being a child. No, there is not. (laughs) You know, it's just Elvis kind of hanging out with this girl and, you know. No mention whatsoever is made that she was, what, 14 at the time? I believe she was, uh, yeah, 14, 15 years old. The only time it gets mentioned is he drops a little thing. You know, I'm going to be 40, you're going to be 30 to let you know there's a little age gap. But other than that, no, they don't talk about that. That's what I mean. Elvis does no wrong. Doesn't do that. Uh, The black stuff, they bring it up, but it's just... You know, he's got black friends. That's what they they say there. And even... (laughs) I will say one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he does his first show in Vegas and he's doing the rehearsal and he Elvis is putting the show together. And I don't know if this really happened. I assume not because it seems from everything I've ever known about Elvis, it seemed that he had basically no control over his own career. But in this scene, it's him putting together the show and kind of bringing in where he wants the horns to come in, and then when he wants the backup singers yeah. to come in. And great. that scene in itself, to me, was my favorite one in the movie. And great. just Austin Butler is completely owning the moment, and he's just in it, and you can tell. It's one of those things, when you perform anything, whether it's you have a presentation to make in front of your class, if you're in a pro wrestling match, if you're in a band – there are times where you just know you're fucking feeling it and you're just in that moment and you own it. And like, you can see it right there. Like that dude that will like, I don't care if he acts in a hundred more movies 
and kills them all. That scene was is going to be the one that he wants on a highlight reel as long as he lives. Oh yeah, I believe he's like a CW kind of kid. I don't really. Uh... Yeah, that's what our buddy P Cool was saying. He's in a lot of the shows that P Cool watches, so those are yeah. usually teen dramas. And he's such. like in teen drama stuff like that, but. Whatever the man brought, it. he made himself a star. I'll tell you that. Absolutely, you know. And one of the other things that bothered me, once again, it's it's the point we get all these, we gloss over so much of this man's life, and just like all of a sudden he's famous. Okay, now he's this. You know, the same thing. We know Elvis becomes like a big pill head and drug use at the end. It was just like all of a sudden he's performing, he's putting on this great show in Vegas, and then like all of a sudden the doctors injecting him and feeding him pills by the cereal bowl, like. Just how did we, you know, he's in the, he's he's with the colonel and then he meets two other guys who were going to help him get his career back. And just like all of a sudden, yeah. where did these guys come from? How do we know them? Why do we care? So I watched after that, I watched a documentary about Elvis because I wanted to get some real, Elv- you know, like, oh, let me yeah. see. So it was called The King. It came out in 2018. It's good. But the problem is it's one of these documentaries where the guy is making a movie about something. And then something else happens and he has to kind of talk about it. Gotcha. So the movie's about Elvis and it's mostly about, you know, him in Memphis and about the black thing, stuff like that. And bringing it up to democracy and the world that we live in. And then Donald Trump gets uh, the nomination and wins the presidency the first time, you know, Mm -hmm. in 2016. So the movie kind of takes a turn there and becomes a little less about Elvis. So I would recommend it, but I wouldn't say go out of your way to see it. So there's some interesting things. They say Elvis started doing pills in the army. In the movie, oh. I'm I'm in is clean cut until Vegas. Time. Until Vegas, yeah. But apparently in the army to stay up late to do stuff, he started taking some pills. And that's when the pill addiction started. Again, the movie is not interested in telling that kind of story. Because mm-hmm. when it's pill time, it's here, try this. Here, have this. Do this. It's always someone else introducing something bad for Elvis, you know? Yeah, this, in this movie, it's simply a uh, simply something necessary to keep him making all his, his tour dates. They're going to yes. go on a very ambitious tour of like 15 towns and 15 yes. nights, and right Elvis is thing. out there performing. And, and if you want him to be able to perform, you're going to have to shoot him up with Whatever Dr. Nick is giving him. And also, Elvis's dad really sucks. Terrible. My goodness. Everything was terrible. The fact that this man had a 50% contract is wild. Like, yeah. Wild. And I guess that's real, right? They, you know, there that's was a, real. I, I guess a big case uh, that after, after, the, after Elvis had died, where the, uh, the colonels realized hey. misdeeds came out <laughs> and they were like, wow, he really fucking. Fucked Elvis royally. That's why Elvis's face is on so much shit. Because this man's like, keep it coming, bro. Who cares? Unreal. Oh, man. What a movie. Let me hit some music here. Yeah, let's do it. Are you a man? A double main man. Are you a man? A triple main man. A man, man, man. A quadruple main man, are you our man? Are you our man? All right, Joe. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. What is this fall on your main man standings? Kind of tricky. 
uh, it's kind of tricky to give like a, a rating to because I did enjoy it. I was entertained by it. I've definitely like I did. I definitely didn't walk out of the theater going, "Oh, well, that was a waste of money." But as a film, it's not a good movie. It's just not. There are a lot of things involved in the movie that I like, but as as a standalone film, it's not good. If anything, it made me more interested in wanting to see like an Elvis documentary or going back to watch. I think HBO did a a three part like Elvis oh. doc docu series uh, maybe like out. three or four years ago. Oh, okay, so I gotta see. I think it's on HBO Max still. So it got it has me more interested to like go back and see that kind of stuff because this movie touches upon things that I'm like, Oh, this is really interesting. And then it's like, as soon as it goes to grab you in, it takes you back out and moves you, you know, down the ladder for something else. So I really don't know where I stand on this movie because I like it, but I can't like it too much. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm somewhere between like a double and a half and a triple main man. Like I'm in that area. I think I will err on the side of caution and I will go double and a half main man, two and a half stars. So yeah, this movie, uh, do not go into this movie thinking you're going to get the definitive life lesson on Elvis here. Like that is not what you're getting. Like you said, I, I want more Elvis. So I looked for a documentary. It was okay. So now I rented, uh, I put in to get the book from the library this is supposed to be the big, the big biography about Elvis that like people read, and this is supposed to be the the mm-hmm. hot shit. So I'm interested to read about that. It's a two parter. Um, as for the movie here, it's entertaining. So if you can uh, get past that, this is you know a work of fiction. It's a movie. I think you're gonna have a great time. It drags a little. It's a little all over the place in the beginning, but then it slows down and tells the story it wants to tell. And I think it's a great time. The performance also is, I mean, that's worth the price of admission alone to see this guy fucking channel his inner Elvis. So I'm going to go. So I'm more three, three and a half here. Mm. I, I'm going to give it the three and a half. I think. Wow. Because I think you're going to walk out enjoying the movie. I think, I don't think, listen, it's not good. It's not a great movie, but I think it's entertaining enough. That if you're on board, if you could get past all the craziness, you're going to be like, man, that's a good-ass film. As in, man, I had a good-ass time, you know? And that's the thing. There, there is plenty involved in this movie to be liked. It's just that it leaves you wanting so much more that there is almost a sense of, like, unfulfillment there. I get it. Definitely. Elvis, check it out. Uh, it's out for two weeks now. <laughs> These, the movies are crazy. Movies are making money. I don't know. Just not Buzz Lightyear. Just not Buzz Lightyear. Like the box office is crazy. Like movies are making 15, 20 million. It's lately it's been, you know, the one movie makes all the money. And then number two is, you know, 10 million, 5 million. But, you know, the theater is alive. I love to see it. This is a movie. This is a spectacle that if you have the time seeing it on the big screen, it's colorful, it's loud. I think you'll get some. Some maximum enjoyment on the big screen if you can. So Elvis, I think at the end of the day, will will make money. I'm looking at it now because I was interested to see what the budget was for this flick. Because I I think a, a lot went into it. You see there's some elaborate set pieces and stuff in here. 
85 million dollars budget. I was gonna say about a hundred. Yeah, I was thinking about a hundred. Yep. Yeah. And the one thing I saw, you know, we kind of touched on it and moved on. This movie did not need Tom Hanks. No. Like you said, I think they were nervous. They needed something, which is silly. You're making an Elvis movie, you're making an Elvis movie. Like, you know, come on. But I think they cast the unknown, which is usually what they do. They don't usually cast someone known to play a. a From what I heard, Hanks really sought out this part. Really? And really wanted it. So, like, who's going to tell Tom Hanks no? Like, That's if Tom exactly Hanks it. wants to play something, if anyone deserves to write his own ticket at this point, it's fucking Tom Hanks. Yes. But and I, also, maybe that helps make the movie get made. Maybe they're iffy about an Elvis movie, and yeah. now Tom Hanks is interested, and they're like, all right, yeah, we could do this, all right. I just I just watched this movie going, it does nothing, it didn't help this movie, and it did nothing for Tom Hanks. It was not a part that Tom Hanks really needed to play. This, but it will be... <laughs> This will be brought up when Tom Hanks passes. We're going to talk about all his great films. And then people are going to be like, and remember when he was in that weird Elvis thing? He did yes. that weird Elvis thing. Like, that's going to be something that gets brought up because it's so unlike Tom. It's so, it's not Tom Hanks' role. Like, this is not yeah. a thing that you see Tom Hanks in. You know, it's funny because right now, like, I'm hearing a lot about Tom Hanks because everybody's talking about, um, maybe not everybody, but people uh, within Tim Allen. my, well, no, not even the Tim Allen oh. thing, but that's that's another thing that yeah, we can cause... even get into. But it's the 30th anniversary of A League of Their Own. Oh, awesome. So, like, all the cast members are coming out of the woodwork. They're, I believe they're going to do, like, a reunion where they play, like, a softball game. That's awesome. That's really awesome. You know, and so Hank's obviously very big role in that, you know, and even that was Hank's was a star at that point, but hadn't it was the year before he started winning his Oscar for Philadelphia and then Forrest Gump. But he was still like, a you know, a star. And like uh, I just read an interview the other day with the actress who played Marla Hooch. And she was saying like how intimidated she was of Tom Hanks because she had never really booked like a part of any I get that uh, yeah. substance before. And like all of a sudden she's there with Tom Hanks and fucking Madonna. That is cool. That's a good first uh, big first role to have. You know, but like Hanks Hanks has such like a fucking resume, like doesn't he? Like his resume is like just unreal. Like what a fucking career. And it's going to be like, just like we say, like, oh, Robert De Niro did all these great movies, but then he did that fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle. 100%. People, when he dies, people will 100% bring up Rocky and Bill. You have to bring up that you always, because you're going to talk about how great this person is. You got to bring up, but remember this one time, bro? Remember that crazy shit? Because what was he thinking? Rocky and Bullwinkle is bananas. That accent that he was doing, wild. Like just, just why? Like, but you people will talk about it, and what will they say? They go, "You got to give it to him when he does it. He's doing it right. He's going for it. He's like, well, I'm this guy. Yeah, I'm putting yeah, all so. of it into it, right? I mean, it's it's like watching Jim Carrey now with Doctor Robotnik doing the Sonic movies, like. Like now, I will say Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik comes off a lot better than Tom Hanks's Colonel. Yes, but but at the same time, you're like he's in another movie prob- too. It probably shouldn't, right? No, he's in a totally different movie. That's not the same Sonic. Like this, this regular 
kind of actually, and then there's this over the top villain. But like, it's like fucking, okay. you're watching, you're like, man, Jim Carrey is fucking really doing it. It, it. Like we said when we talked about people doing Marvel movies, if you're having fun, right? You're there, you're having fun, fucking go with it. Get yeah. into it. Let's go. Uh, does this movie make you any more interested in Colonel Parker? Because like I, I really want to know more. Like in the movie, it comes out like he wasn't an American citizen. He falsified like everything yes. about him. Like I'm suddenly like I know of Colonel Parker. I really didn't know too much about him though. Yes. But like now, it's like, is there like a, a biography about Colonel? Because I would fucking read the shit out of that right now. I'll look into that because that is interesting because it is. He does have an interesting story. He escaped Holland or something, right? He left. So, like, uh, what happened there? You know, what exactly? I wonder if there is. Because I wonder if he let someone get close to him like that, good enough to to tell a story. You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe in the aftermath of Elvis's death that, you know, there had to be someone kind of in there because, like, what else was he doing? Interesting. I'll look into that. My goodness But yeah I'm interested because what a piece of shit (laughs) And just like The ability to Control that kind Of empire For as long as he did And then just run it you know like he had the golden Goose that he loved so hard He fucking choked it to death Oh yeah 100% It's just wild to me that this man did movies for six years. They ain't do nothing else. He ain't do no tours. He ain't do nothing right? but just fucking burn movies, 10 movies, whatever it was. Just boom, boom, boom. That's just wild to me. That's like, yo, Elvis, you haven't performed in front of people for years. That's just crazy to think yeah. about. I mean, he was still making music because he was doing the soundtracks and stuff. Yeah. So you still got Elvis music, but that's just wild. Crazy. All right, Joe. Uh, fun little episode we had here. Yeah, we covered a lot, and this episode got pretty long, so thanks, everyone, for sticking with us. But, Gomez, I think it's time to hit a little bit of music. Oh, yeah. It is now time for the Big Finish. (laughs) All right, Joe. Let me pull up this wheel here. Here we go. Spinning it. Oh, uh. today's big finish, Weezer songs, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Weezer just put out uh, an album recently. Yeah, don't worry, no one listened to it. Because they, uh, they're doing this thing now, I don't know if you know. They're putting out four albums this year, each yeah, like one every about quarter. the seasons. Yes. <laughs> So Summer just came out about a week or two ago. Uh, you know, a lot of these Weezer albums, they're not good, but they're not terrible. There's always, like, one kind of song that you go, all right, that's not bad. But Yeah, like, we got that cover of Africa a few years back. But um, just thinking that we're on, like, the 15th Weezer album is just pretty crazy to think about. Did you think when you heard Say It Ain't So, you'd be like, man, in 2022, these guys are going to put out, like, it's crazy. 
it's funny because like that album from like 94 95 is like one of the more influential albums of my life like that alternative craze in that mid 90s green day weezer offspring like that was like highly influential on 13 14 year old joe shoes and and weezer was like my favorite band for like a long time and then they just I don't want to say I don't want to say they fell off. It just their their prominence in my world just dropped considerably until it was almost non-existent because they fell off. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it was just there was there were such long gaps in between new material. Like after Pinkerton came out, which was their second album, there was like years until the third album came out. And then, like, after that, it felt like so much longer for the next one. And and it was just by that point, I was, you know, it was like a good mortgage. I had no interest. Are you a Blue Album or Pinkerton? Which one? Oh, I, I love them both, but the Blue Album kind of can't be touched. So that's why, like, if you think about, like, my favorite Weezer songs... Buddy Holly's got to be up there because that was like my introduction to Weezer. It's just so catchy. It's a toe tapper. The music video at the time, watching Alternative Nation at midnight on MTV, like staying up. I'd watch Beavis and Butthead, Alternative Nation with Kennedy, and then watch this Weezer video, especially like it was it was based on Happy Days. Like that kind of technology to be able to insert themselves. Wild. Like I'm watching that in '95, going, "Holy shit!" Like how how do you do something like this? Crazy. Because I, you know, I grew up watching Happy Days and syndication. Like so, like to me, it's like hitting all the fucking notes to appeal to me. So Buddy Holly is fucking huge for me. Uh, You gave your love to me softly is very very big song for me. It was on the soundtrack for the movie Angus. Angus, bro, you love your Angus. I do, and that soundtrack is fucking unbelievable. And then I guess for third, um, I'd like to maybe say something off Pinkerton, but like what would be my favorite song off Pinkerton? I don't really know. So I'm going to go with, um, I guess, it, um, Surf Wax America on the Blue Album. is a, just another like fast-paced, fun, toe-tapping song. So those will be my three. Oh, you know what? Perfect Situation. Perfect mm-hmm. Situation would be my, my other song. That's a... A song that I love. It was on like an album in like 2005, and it was kind of like, "Oh, is is Weezer back?" Spoiler alert: they weren't. But for that one song, I really thought it was awesome. So perfect situation. I want to say the girl from 24 was in the video, so it got mm-hmm. like some play at the time. Well, that's the album that had. Uh... <clears throat> that's the album that had Beverly Hills. So that was. They were pretty popular. Beverly Hills was a hit. I I, I was, was never a like a hit. fan. Yeah, that is that their most popular song. It might be right. Island in I the would, Sun. Island in the Sun. I would probably say. You think so? Mm. Yeah. Hashpipe. Those are the. Those would be their. Hashpipe was a pretty big song. Big pipe, but I would think it's definitely Island in the Sun or uh, that other one we just said. Uh, me, Hill. I'm a Beverly Hills. I'm a Weezer guy. I love me some El Scorcho. Um. That was always my favorite there. Uh, other than that, you know, Weezer was just a band I liked. I didn't love. Uh, the Sweater song is always good, you know. Say It Ain't So. You know, I like the hits. Give me the hits. Mm-hmm. Give me the hits, baby. Weezer. I love it. Oh, man. 
I think there's a really good ECW music. Remember ECW used to do those music videos for their feuds? Yes. I want to say Say It Ain't So was the the song for a video montage between, like, I want to say the Raven and Sandman feud, maybe? Really? It wasn't Mikey Whipwreck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Like they used to, like there's got to be some kind of compilation tape out there, not because ECW didn't have all the rights to any any of this music, but they would just put these video packages together with popular music at the time, and I want to say it was Raven Sandman set to say it ain't so, and they did like a feud highlight package. I could be wrong. Someone will correct me. I know. ECW, they they were known for one thing. It would be kick ass. Little highlight packages. They were great at hyping this shit up and making you want that. Oh, I gotta watch this shit. Yeah, definitely. And then you and then you watched it and went, oh boy. Oh, I, 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 I didn't have to watch this. <laughs> I could have missed that one. <laughs> All right, Joe, hit him with some plugs so we can get out of here. Oh, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, leave a five-star review wherever it is that you download this. Remember, if you do to screenshot it, tweet it to us at card Jomez. And you could possibly win an autographed 8x10 from me and Gomez. Remember to follow all of my personal stuff at The Joe Shoes. The Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. If you are a major mark, listen to uh, my, uh, my new show coming up on the Major Pod Network. Think about subscribing to the Patreon if you would like. You get a whole bunch of cool bonus features, extra shows that you can't get anywhere else, including uh, Going Postal with Swaggle, uh, Figure Dissecting with D Freedom, so you can get all this extra content, and you guys love the content. So come do that. YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. A lot of new videos, Gomez. We got the new Cantina Chicken Tacos over at Taco Bell. We've got the Strawberry Frosty from Wendy's. And coming up in the next few days, we've got some Dairy Queen stuff coming up. So all fun and exciting stuff. So remember to subscribe, click the like button, uh, leave comments, leave comments. Love hearing them. (laughs) Oh, We'll be back next week with, I don't know. Usual nonsense. I don't know what there's out to see. Thor, baby. Oh, fuck. That's right. It's Thor week. Oh, man. I got my tickets. I'm going Thursday, 3 o'clock. First showing. I'm there, baby. Can't wait. That's right. Fucking Thor. It's been a long week. I forgot where I was for a minute. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I hear good, not great. I feel feel, uh, if we didn't enjoy the third one... We might be in for more of the same in the sense that there might be a little too many jokes in this movie. We'll see. We'll see. And also it gets heavy. I don't know. I mean, I know you don't know, but for the people who are listening, I don't know if you guys know about the Jane Foster as Thor storyline, but there's some heavy shit in there. So I I believe they touch on it in the movie. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go from, Silly hijinks to oh wow, this is emotional stuff going on. So oh. we'll see. Very interested. Very interested. So yeah, we'll be back with that uh next week, Joe. Until yeah, then. Wait. That's a Mori, cowboy. Peace. Peace.